I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Monday. Kansas City dominates, wins, and covers, covering their first game since November 1st. Still, they're going to the Super Bowl. Tampa Bay wins as an underdog. Here's a headline for you. Tom freaking Brady is the GOAT. (laughs) Super Bowl line. It's three. It opened three and a half. Kansas City favored. And remember, Tampa is a home team. How much does it matter? Here comes a four-hour of the Vegas truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it, I'm R.J. Live on a Monday, a big aftermath Monday, the biggest of the year probably, live on 225 FSR stations. In Vegas, we're live. Steve Fezzik in studio. Oh, Steve Fezzik. How did you do it? I mean, <laughs> I guess maybe there just is luck with people. Somehow, some way, the only scenario you'd come out of it, you had huge Bills exposure. Huge exposure on the Bills with me and on Green Bay. Somehow, Casey wins and Green Bay loses. How you feeling? I built the world's worst futures portfolio known to man, and yet I'm going to escape. Just like it's very eerily similar to the Tiger Woods bets that I gave Cofield last year that were just horrendous by me, but I got away with it. So here's the question. Do you feel like that maybe, because this is how a lot of people who are megalomaniacs feel, is somehow the world is from their perspective. And that everything, everyone's just an actor in the play, and they're the star. And maybe the world was trying to teach you a lesson from putting you in a bad position, but you're always going to be okay. Do you ever have that sense of invulnerability? I used to, but older and, I believe, wiser, I've learned. you have been crying about your eye for about a week. No, my eye's got, uh, what is that called? Floaters. Floaters. Yeah, I don't think if if you were really the center of the universe, probably you wouldn't have floaters. (laughs) (laughs) So, keep some humility. Fair, fair enough. And, I, you know, professionally, I'm embarrassed at how bad these bets that I made were, even though they worked out. But you're still going to collect. Oh, yes. <laughs> Betters listen for the money. Fans to know more than their buddies. He's the fan in L.A., Jonas Knox. Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, on a day in which Super Bowl 55 is set for less than two weeks from now, Steve Fezzik survives yet again. But what is the Vegas lead here on this Monday? Do you like you kind of like the idea that Fezzik <laughs> somehow he, he it's like a Batman episode he's tied up he he's got rope on him he's moving towards the sawmill they got like the saw there yeah. and he's going Robin 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 
and somehow he escapes. He's Ric Flair. He, he's getting beaten every single match. Uh, he makes the other guy look good, and then in the end, he always escapes with some sort of a dirty tactic, and he walks away champion every time. So somehow you think he's purposely <laughs> making others look good. I, you know, that's the part I'm going to object to right away. But <laughs> the Vegas lead is not going to be, because this is going to be topic two, I've got, you know, quite frankly, a real comeuppance with Kansas City. So I'm not trying to defray this to the next segment, but let's start with Tom Brady in his 10th Super Bowl. Yeah, Tom Brady on to Super Bowl number 10 after the Tampa Bay Buccaneers go into Lambeau Field, a third straight road game in the postseason. And now they've got themselves a home game in the Super Bowl with a 31-26 win over the Packers. All right, let's start with just really saying how shockingly great Tom Brady is. In a way, it feels overdone. It feels like, oh, why? What's the point? But you know what? (laughs) This isn't something, you know, when Ali beat Foreman, I mean, I'm not sure if it was more impressive. Wasn't about the age in that case. But when you think about it, Jesse Owens, I, you know, none of us were around for that. Faz, you weren't, right? 36? <laughs> no. But in general, I'm not sure what's a greater sign of his greatness and of any athlete's greatness. I mean, if we really say if it was Jordan's best game, you know, against the Jazz, let's say, that famous series where he strips Malone, gets the layup, gets the statue, you know, the shot at the end with the arm outraised, the poster of all posters. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Feds, you're a sports fan. Jonas, you're even more so. What, just, just instant answer, what is the most, what is the highest summit any athlete has ever achieved? Instant. Haven Moses. <laughs> The hurdler, he like didn't lose a race for like twelve years. Edwin, Edwin Moses, <laughs> Edwin Moses, Haven. <laughs> I'm sorry, who's named Haven? <laughs> Is that because he's, he's he's got that ethnic look? You're thinking he's got to be some weird name, Haven? I don't know why a hurdler popped into my mind. Oh, a uh, hurdler and Haven. Okay, I see. He's like heaven, but he's a hurdler, Haven. If only his parents had figured that one out, it would have been Haven Moses. Instant answer, Jonas, but not really. What do you think? Team sports, I don't think anybody's on the same level as as Tom Brady, to be honest. Just with the success, the number of times he's been there, the wins, I don't think anybody's ever done this. But if I say just what flashes your mind with the greatest in any sport other than Brady, what flashes in your mind? Oh, Jordan. Michael Jordan. And in a way... Brady has a chance to maybe not be appreciated as much because what Jordan did, you could look at it, no shoulder pads, one-on-one a lot, you know, only five players on the court, and it was like we all knew we can't do that. You know, Steph Curry in a way, one of I think the reasons for his popularity is we can kind of imagine if we were good shooters, we could kind of play like him, kind of. But not really. But Jordan, we couldn't. With Brady, I think in a way we see the picture of him after Michigan at the Combine, all doughy, and thinking, okay, I probably look better at that at one point. And if I had Belichick, there is that sense of 
at least initially, it was like, ah, we could do that. He isn't, you know, he's not Peyton Manning. He's not, you know, Aaron Rodgers. But then as the years go by and he just keeps doing it, it's not necessarily only Belichick. It's not necessarily only when he was young. And we might laugh at the TB12, but this guy, and you've heard this before, but it bears repeating. Russell Wilson's the only quarterback active with more NFC titles. All right, Drew Brees won, Aaron Rodgers won, Tom Brady won, and a few other ones. That's it. So he just went over on the way out at an age that no one's ever played even competent football as a quarterback. Tom Brady this season had more passing yards than all 43 or older quarterbacks in the history of the world combined before him. That's it. It's him versus the world, and he's better at this age than the world combined. Whatever you thought about George Blanda and the old footage, look it up. And to do this with three straight wins on the road in a COVID year in which winning in a new situation was even more difficult. Let's think about the teams that made the Final Four. Aaron Rodgers, not a new coach, not a new quarterback, obviously. Uh, Mahomes, no. The Bills, no. If we keep going back, the Ravens, let's think about the teams eliminated. What other team had a coach changed or a quarterback changed? Right, The Browns, all right? So that's what, one? And they made it through, you know, beating a you know, faltering Steelers team. Nice win. But this was a year against a move like Brady's. And I don't think the anti-Belichick stuff makes any sense at all, and I'll talk about it later in the week. But looking at the greatness of Brady, I think we're seeing something that literally you'll tell your kids about. I mean, the whole Mickey, if you really think about the great historical figures in sports, let's look at NFL, for example, all right? Terry Bradshaw in the 70s, you know, he won four Super Bowls, made it to four Super Bowls. He was retired when he was like 33. 83 was his last season. He was drafted in 70. All right? I can still remember his last throw against the Jets. His, his arm was dragging. Now, I was a huge Steelers fan. Now we think of Joe Montana. When Joe Montana famously played that Kansas City playoff game in which he was crushed at the end, and you remember the image, he was like 37 years old. This is six. This is back when Feds started saying Brady's too old. <laughs> Feds had Brady. This is the only two-time Super Contest champion. Maybe the best NFL handicapper alive. Not Tom Brady level, but still. Fez, where did you have Brady ranked? One to thirty-two entering this season. Nineteen. Where is he ranked now? If you, you know, I don't know if you update your numbers, but how many quarterbacks would you rather have in the playoffs now? I think he's sixth. I even seems good. Really, who's the list above him? Mahomes, Rodgers. Oh, yeah, Rodgers, obviously. Wilson. Mm-hmm. Watson. Well, Wilson, obviously. Watson. Really, really, let's think about this. At what point does Wilson have to actually perform well throughout, you know, because mm-hmm. let's be candid, just like Big Ben gets demerits for the Steelers D being so great that first Super Bowl of his, and it's true. Has Wilson won anything 
as the best player on his team, as the key to the team. He certainly wasn't the key to the team, the two Super Bowls. You know, the one loss and the win. Yeah, the beast mode teams. Well, yeah. It, yeah, it was all just, defense. I mean, it wasn't all. He was a good yeah. quarterback. He was top 10, maybe, mm-hmm. but he wasn't some elite quarterback. He became, in theory, I think, people think an elite quarterback. When's he going to? How was he the second? For eight games, he was what? Not good. I mean, like, literally average at best. So I get the idea if we were doing like some kind of rotisserie league. I'm not sure. I wouldn't want him quarterback in the Super Bowl, would you? More than Brady? Actually, I actually would. Okay. So you'd be, and you'd want Aaron Rodgers too, also. <laughs> yes. And maybe that's the whole point. Jonas, what's your, where do you come down on the idea that there's something about winners that isn't just something you can see in the stats? Well, I think that they identify their flaws before anybody else does and what they need to improve on and what it's going to take to get them to that next level. They always see it before everybody else does. And Tom Brady saw that at a certain point in his career, I've got to change my diet. I've got to change the way that I live my life if I want to be continuing to play football at a high level for a long time. So he did that, and it worked. And then I think that he recognized, as much as we could say, well, it was a mutual parting of the ways, I think Brady recognized what he needed in order to continue to play at a high level. And going to a warm weather uh, climate, I think actually was a big benefit for him this year. I think he's looked healthier this year towards the end of the season than he has the previous two, three years in New England. And if you just think about it like this, since he's been a starting quarterback in the NFL, he's been to 50% of the Super Bowls. Like it's, it's a, we have never, to your point, have never seen this before. And I don't think we're ever going to see it again since he's been a starter. Half the Super Bowls involve him in his career. It's crazy. Double the wins in the playoffs of any other player. Double. And remember, they got a ton of buys. Mm -hmm. And in a way, a buy is losing a chance to win an easier game. Now, you can say, well, you get a chance to play another game, but you look at Brady this year, he picked up three wins, right? Imagine if he was doing that every time he made the Super Bowl. Obviously, maybe they wouldn't make the Super Bowl as much, but boy, oh boy, it doesn't matter. We're lost in the weeds because he has double. Tom Brady has double. You could think of it like this. If you think about even conference championship appearances, if he wins this Super Bowl, he'll have as many Super Bowls as anyone has conference championship appearances. Seven's the record. Now think about other than him. Now think about that for a second. When you make a conference championship appearance, you should win a Super Bowl every four years. Right. Mm-hmm. So because you got to win two games, you're usually going to be about 50 percent to win each of the games. So it's one in four. So in theory, <laughs> to, to make uh, you would, to win seven Super Bowls, you would have to make 28 conference championships. <laughs> All right. This guy, the higher level he gets, the more he wins. And my question is this. This season, when you make your list, Fez, here's what you may be missing. How much was the players playing differently because they looked over and saw Tom Brady? Bruce Arians, who I'm not a fan of, said it just took one player to tell us, to show us we could do it. Because in a way, he whatever choices Brady has, I think really the truth was he didn't have many choices where he could go from all reporting, it seems. I mean, Jonas, you agree with that, right? 
I think he had two or three legitimate ones, the Raiders, the Chargers, and the Bucks. Uh, the Saints were a rumor that was thrown in there as well as the Bears, but those three, I think, were the main three. Yeah, so he had a couple. It wasn't like some brilliant decision to go down south no. or this or that. It was more, hey, who wants me? New England's not going to be any good or whatever the reason he left. Because obviously this is the same guy a year younger that was playing last season. Don't forget, they started 8-0, but they sputtered at the end last season, the Patriots. I think if you think about where Winston was last year to Brady, that whatever marginal increase, whatever improvement came from Brady, half of it at most was him at quarterback. And the other half was helping the other players believe. And it wasn't getting Gronk there. It was, I mean, yeah, that was nice for Nat. I'm not sure that makes any difference. I don't know. I mean, Gronk had a few games, but a little bit. It was about everyone saying, hey, we were 7-9, and nine, but you know what? They could have easily been 11-5 and five last year. Sure. And you could say, well, that makes it less of an accomplishment. Yeah, but it also makes it a different type because it got them. Who has ever won on this team? Who has made even a Super Bowl? Bruce Arians hasn't as a head coach. Godwin hasn't. Evans hasn't. Let's go down the list. Anyone that's been at Tampa the whole time hasn't. The, the organization, there's no. There's some secretary that was there since 1970 that's never been there. <laughs> Remember John McKay in 76 going 0-14. <laughs> right? They've never been there. Chucky, Chucky Gruden's team. That's one, one season. That's it. That's and that, and, that was, and, and that was their last playoff win was that Super Bowl against the Raiders before Brady arrived. Yeah, so fair enough. I, in my mind, I'm not even. I'm thinking of such losers. I, so the secretary got the one, <laughs> but I can tell you this: there's probably no secretary there since that time, and there's no players there. We know that much. No coaches there. This is an organization that hasn't been a winning organization, one exception, and now they are. And it's one guy walked in. And I think when they look at him, you know how it is. You know how it is. The times that you're the Tom Brady, if it's as a dad, if it's at work, and the pressure's on, and you can feel him looking at you. And if you really are that level at what you do, or even close to it, you, you like that. You want them looking. You're saying, yeah, take it from me. Feel it from me. I'm confident you should be too. But you also know how it is to be on the other side where you're looking, even as a kid, right? Your dad, maybe, your uncle, whatever, he's there. It's okay. There's a bump in the night, but it's okay. And Brady is like daddy here, but he's the dad that was, you know, fought a bunch of wars or whatever. And you're thinking, this guy's done. It's like having Rambo as your dad if there's a bump in the night. Right? You're, he's going to pull out the knife. You're okay. Well, with Brady, you're okay. It doesn't mean you're going to win every time. It means you have a chance to win every time. He's going to do what's necessary to maximize that chance. He's going to make sure you do too. To me, that's more than half the difference. Closing thoughts, Jonas. Yeah, I just uh, – I the, the people that spend time trying to find a flaw or say, well, you know, it wasn't him. He threw three interceptions, and what about this and what – you're just wasting your time. Uh, it's something we're never going to see again, and I, I've just learned over the past several years just to appreciate it because I know once it's gone, we're never getting it back. 
So, Vaz, last thought. Yeah, and those two interceptions, two of the three, Mike Evans reacted like, hey, you know, I'm bad. That's on me. Instead of sulking like it's the quarterback's fault, team chemistry. Every team's going to have a down period of, of a key run like this. What do you do with it is the question. Speaking of that, I was against Kansas City. I'm going to face it, but probably not in a way you'd expect. He's R.J. Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. If you speak out against the words, then the heavens gonna fall. Bell, we are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. And coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will take a look at the AFC Championship game and the performance by the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I took a stand against KC, but I didn't in a way. And I think there's an important lesson here. A great day to join us. Big aftermath day. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Our audiences doubled in the last year plus. Thank you so much for the support. And we're going to finish through the Super Bowl. Great football season. Then transition. Basketball, NBA, NCAA. It never slows down, except if it's not COVID, we got sports going. You can listen on 225 FSR stations from coast to coast right here in Las Vegas on the Strip. 44 degrees. The neon is chugging. And RJ, we are straight out of Vegas here live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch and you could save a bundle on your auto insurance. The Kansas City Chiefs, three straight AFC title games, now two straight Super Bowls after they take care of the Buffalo Bills yesterday, 38-24 to in Kansas City. And coming through for Faz. How you feeling about that, Faz? <laughs> Feel a lot better. Go ahead, Steve. You know, this is actually a theme, I think, in terms of hip to be square. If you ask me, who are the two squarest picks to make the Super Bowl middle of the year, I would have come up with Tom Brady. Oh, no way. No way. McKenzie and Research, look up what was the low point or the best odds you could get on Brady. There was a time mid-year that there was a jumbo payout. We'll get that number. I'm saying that at a certain point, they lost to the Bears. Mm. There were, let, let's just say this. The way you decide what's square is what's paying, right? Yes. And if it's paying, it's not square because it's expensive. It's, it, it's, it's discounted in a way, the payout, which means it's expensive for the buyer if you're getting a team like, I don't know, the Chiefs. Two to one. And having yeah. to lay plus one. Th- and let's be clear. You haven't won anything yet for me. Right, you haven't won a dollar yet. Our bet was oh, Green Bay. I had Buffalo. I had you had KC. I got plus 130 and two teams. Plus Ugh. 135. <laughs> no, nah, it was. I don't even remember. It doesn't matter now. I can't win. December 3rd, the Bucks were 15 to 1. Six weeks ago, seven weeks ago, 15 to 1. Doesn't seem very public to me, Fez. Fair enough. Yeah, I would say that it's public in a way that the Super Bowl is an exciting one. It's going to be a popular one. 
but I don't think the batters had all that much faith in Brady. Boy, I think you nailed it in terms of popularity. This feels like this could be the most wagered on Super Bowl in the history of Super Bowls because of the matchups. What's the last Super Bowl that hasn't been the most wagered? Because it's pretty much every year it's been the most wagered because the amount of wagering just keeps uh, going up. That's good. But I think there could be a big jump. I think the uh, let's agree on the following the amount of interest. Fez with a deep take here. The Tom Brady defending champion Kansas City Super Bowl may be popular. Jonas, do you want a hot take against that? <laughs> no, I'm not going up against that. That's a flamethrower right there. All right. I, I'm going to embrace <laughs> dropping bombs. We're straight out of Vegas. That's Steve Fezzik. I'm R.J. Bell. Okay. Here's what I know. Let's talk about aging. It's not pleasant. Luckily, I'm very youthful, but the reality is it's been 20-plus years since I graduated college. It's been a long time. And how do people get old? How do ideas get old? I'll tell you this. It's when your historical way of thinking is wrong more than it's right. Think about it. Is saying, well, that's not the way it is because of this. You know, th- uh, these kind of quarterback doesn't win in the NFL. Uh, in the NBA, outside shooting teams can't win the title. You think about the uh, consensus opinion, the beliefs that are, you know, the rules in a way. And it's the old timers sit and laugh at the young bucks saying, oh, they don't understand. They will one day. And they're right. Most of the time, the young, young bucks are wrong. They're naive. They're unlearned. But you know what happens? The older ones get even more set in their ways. And the young ones learn a little bit. And all of a sudden, there's that day that the young ones know more than you. Because at a certain point, it's not just your synapses aren't firing the same. It's you're not open to new ideas. You reject them out of hand. Colin talks about this a lot. I think Colin's a little too open to whatever the latest fad is. He he wants to embrace it. And I think that's better than being completely stuck in your ways. But I think a lot of the times fads are fads. But sometimes fads are the new normal eventually. All right. So what does that mean for me in Kansas City? It means I looked at the Chiefs. And I said, I've never seen an NFL team that has played this poorly. Remember now, the Chiefs hadn't covered since November 1st. The day after Halloween was the last time they covered before yesterday. Fez, I, I don't, I mean, forget that. That was only the fourth team in the last 30 years with that kind of streak. Not fourth Super Bowl team, not fourth playoff, fourth team ever in that, those years at any point of the season. It was nine games without a cover. But I'm saying in general, what team underperformed the most for an extended period later in the year that ever won a Super Bowl in the last 20 years, last 30 years? Can you think of one? I cannot. The closest thing, of course, is the 16-0 New England team that almost won the Super Bowl that finished, I think, like 2-8 against but there was, the But there was a difference there. There was. So what was the difference? They covered by so much the first half of the year that well, the points spread tax was enormous. Yeah, I mean, when you're laying, I mean, I still remember the Ravens game on Monday night. They were laying 20 points 
Right? When you win by 17, yeah, maybe you're falling short of the spread. You're doing pretty well. Yeah. Right? Kansas City didn't win a single game by more than six points since November 1st. So somehow it was going against the rule that you can't just win close games. Because under that theory, it's the teams that go 7-2 and two in one-score games would be just as good as the teams that dominate and have the same record. But we know history says no, no, no. The Pythagorean theorem says no, no, no. And every year when we, this spring, we'll be talking about teams regressing. It's going to be the teams good in one-score games, isn't it? It's who we're going to think will regress because that doesn't last. Exactly right. So Cleveland might have been 11-5, and five, but Cleveland got outscored by their opponents. Yeah, but that's an, that's an interesting debate because Cleveland lost a couple games drastically. It wasn't like they were really good in one-score games. But it, it's all, in the end, that whole concept of net margin is one of the core concepts in the NFL. You can't win by small margins and think you're really good. You're not. Well, somehow Kansas City seems to be. And you know what? I'm still not convinced. But I didn't bet against Kansas City. I liked Buffalo. I didn't bet it. You know why? It wasn't just the public that liked it. It wasn't just the Huey Lewis squares like Fez that liked it. (laughs) It was the sharpest of the sharps, or at least some of them liked it. And to me, as much as I got my opinion, I don't like to buck the best in my industry against me because what do I have to gain? I got to lay minus 110 to go against guys that I know win? So on one hand, an important lesson here is you can have your opinion, but when you bet, Everything, not everything, but a lot of things, most things should be right. It should be lined up. And you know what? That's the one advantage a bookie doesn't have. A bookie doesn't get to decide when you bet, how much you bet. You get to decide all that. And I tell you this, Fez isn't a bookie, but if you were, you don't want someone sitting back like a nit poker player saying, everything's got to be right. Oh, a queen flopped and I got two jacks, you're not getting another dollar off of me. You don't want that guy as a customer, do you? As a bookie. No. I want someone in action every game. That's who you want to be. So on one hand, appreciate that. Appreciate that lesson. But on the other hand, to talk about aging and to wrap it up. The question is, am I going to be right more than half the time? I said Kyler Murray's not going to be a really good quarterback. I think I'm right, to be honest. I think we're going to see I'm right. You know why? He's five freaking eight. All right? I stood beside him. He's five eight. I was looking down at him. That guy doesn't last in the NFL. History tells us that. You know what? Maybe that's changed. Right? Maybe it's all changed, but history tells me things are going to start changing and I'm going to go from being right whatever percentage of the time to less, less. But as long as I'm right 55% when I buck convention, when, I, when the young bucks say, oh, RJ, you might have been right five years ago. You're not right now. I'll smile and I'll take out the bankroll and take off the rubber band. And then the day's going to come, maybe... Maybe I'll die before that, but maybe the time's going to come. I hope I do. I don't want to be a square, Fez, but maybe the time's going to come that I am going to be wrong more than 50%, that the old ways are going to be wrong. But you know what? You don't have to be stuck in those old ways, meaning I'm evolving too. 
but I'm not just going to go with every fad. And as long as I'm right half the time, I'm not going to overreact to being wrong. You're never, it's like anything else. If Brady would have had a horrible game, we would have said it's because he's old. But Rodgers didn't have a very good game. Was that because he's old? Whenever you think you got a reason for someone to mess up, whenever they mess up, you're going to apply that reason. I, you know, I'm not sure. I think I'm, I know I'm handicapping better than I ever have. I mean, that's an absolute fact. Three years in a row in the $5,000 Super Contest, winning seasons each season, not one season below 58%. I mean, it's just unmatched, quite frankly, in that contest. And I feel like this was my best season. It wasn't my best record. I think it was my best season. But I am aware. I'm aware of the risk of sticking with the old ways and my advice to you is, as you're getting older and the youngsters are saying, oh, this is the new reality, don't be afraid to listen, but don't be afraid to bucket if history tells you they're wrong. And if you're right 55%, you're going to keep winning, at least as a sports batter. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. Up next, after the last break, I am going to crush... Aaron Rodgers in a way that all the oh don't crush Aaron Rodgers crowd they won't be able to refute a word I say that's coming up next he's RJ Bell I'm Jonas Knox this is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search FSR to listen live We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan, and live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call Farmers today for a quote. And RJ, the struggles for Aaron Rodgers in the NFC Championship game continues after a 31 26 loss to the Buccaneers on Sunday. He is now just 1 and 4 in NFC title games in his career. One of the things about everyone having a platform, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, etc., is you're going to get contingents, groups of people, and they're going to be some that think they're smart, really smart, condescendingly smart. And there's that group that's going to say, oh, you're the one being critical of Aaron Rodgers? Oh, my gosh, you don't understand anything. Oh, it's just about wins and losses, isn't it? Hmm. Okay, let's think about this a second. Here's what I know. The goal of winning or of football is to win. The goal of the NFL is to win the Super Bowl. Now, that is as far as the argument will go with some people that are count the rings. I'm going to go further than that because let's admit there's a lot of luck winning an individual game, an individual Super Bowl. Nick Foles could have easily lost. He won. Dan Marino could have gotten back and played more than one. He didn't. But isn't it in? Now, we could say, well, the guys like Marino, who rumors in college, he was, you know, let's say, not always focused on football at Pitt. You could say, well, there's a connection there. But you could also say, you know what? It's kind of retroactive. 
It's like once someone wins, we say, oh, here's their good qualities that led to the winning. And when they lose, we'll say, oh, look, didn't he have that one argument with a girl once? Maybe that's it. He hates women or whatever. I'm not talking about anyone in particular. I'm talking generically now. So I get it's not just about counting rings. But you know what? It's not just about your eye test. It's not just about the stats. Because you know what we know for a fact We know for a fact, a fact, that there's no stat that's completely predictive. If it were, there'd be no handicapping. There'd be no Fezzik, R.J. Bell, because you just look at that stat. If the Jeff Sagan ratings were good enough, or Football Outsiders, or anything, they're good ratings. But if that was the end all, we could say, well, QBR. Fez, you, you worship at the altar of QBR. Hey, Rogers had a 67. That's better than almost two-thirds of the league. Average is a little above 50, so okay. Well, did, did Aaron Rodgers play a good game, in your opinion? Steve? No. So why not? Just because he lost? And therein lies the question. And this is the most important thing I can share with you today, maybe this week. When you don't have a stat to tell you the truth, but there's a goal, counting the goal Assessing how well you do relative to that goal is meaningful because whatever enters into winning that we can't quantify with a stat, Tom Brady's performances, you can't just say it's because he's that good on third and one or because in the playoffs it's more important not to take a sack. No, there is none of that that gets you to the final answer. It's the magic of sports. It's what... The analytics people want to take away from you, but they can't. And then when they try to, they sound foolish. There's a magic. There's something about a look in Montana's eyes when he sees John Candy and he says, oh, look, there's John Candy before the drive against the Bengals and calms everyone down. There's something about Aaron Rodgers when he's playing from behind that makes everyone nervous, even those who bet on him. And there's something about Brady that makes you think he's got it. And I don't know where that shows up in the numbers. I don't think it does. And if it does, we don't know about it yet. And if it did, Tom Brady's number would be mighty good in that regard. And Aaron Rodgers wouldn't be good. How do we know that? Because he's 7-8 and eight his last 15 games. That's now a season. It's a season of playoff games. And let's say he won the one before that because that's an arbitrary beginning point. So he's 8-8. Eight and eight. His last 16. And you know what? In the playoffs, that's not so bad because you're playing some pretty good teams. But you're not in the all-time list. You're not a great winner. You're not Tom Brady. And to me, we can debate all we want about the numbers. But ultimately, when the numbers don't tell the entire story, and they don't in the NFL, ultimately all we have is to count the rings. And that has to mean something or you're fooling yourself. If you missed any of today's show, including a look back at every single aspect of AFC and NFC Championship Sunday, check out the podcast at FoxSportsRadio.com. We are straight out of Vegas, back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas!